Hello and welcome to Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight. My name is Pete Wright, and I am joined today by Jeff Freed. Welcome back, Jeff. Uh, thanks, Pete. Always great to work with you. We, uh, we've got a great conversation today and very timely. Michael Sismar is founder and managing director of MC Plus A, specializing in helping organizations improve their bottom line by implementing cloud and search technologies. Now, he joins us today for a conversation on search, the critical importance of findability, and specifically the state of the Google search appliance and replacements since Google announced the phase out of the product in early 2016, targeting complete discontinuation by 2019. Uh, MC Plus A is a Google for Work partner, so we count on Michael's expertise to help us navigate search in this post-GSA landscape. Michael Sismar, welcome to Shared Insights. Well, uh, thank you, Pete. I think it would be great, Michael, if we could start out with a little bit of background on MC Plus A. Uh, How do you like to introduce your organization and what you do for uh, institutions? I'm the founder and president of MC Plus A. We were founded in 2004. Uh, Since founding, we've been focused primarily around enterprise search. Uh, In 2005, Google reached out to us and we became a charter Google Enterprise, now Google for Work, now Google Cloud uh, partner. Uh, We've always had a kind of an agnostic practice towards how we implemented search, but over the the past few years, we were uh, heavily focused on uh, our relationship with Google. And, you know, we ended up doing several hundred uh, implementations, winning awards uh, for our uh, technical expertise uh, within the Google community. How do you see search uh, changing? You know, particularly as you look at this, um, the landscape change coupled with Google's changing investment in the space. You know, one of my uh, key uh, things is to say that you know, what, what's changed is we've gone from where keywords were the primary indication of relevance. That is, you you index some content, you had to have some knowledge of the content, and a end user supplied keywords, and based on density, based on the location of the keyword in that particular document, it, it was served up by the re- retrieval system. We're moving into an, an area and, and a dawn of time where keywords are becoming less and less relevant, and the fact is you don't even have to supply a keyword for uh, relevancy to be brought to you. It could be brought to you through context. It could be brought to you through navigation. Uh, there's a variety of different ways to where uh, where, where these signals are, are being brought into uh, the, the system. Users' expectations are changing. You know, they don't want an opt-in experience. That was something that we kind of promoted heavily within the the Google communities, people bought a GSA. They thought that they would have their own little google.mycompany.com. And what ended up happening was the this, this system was, was severely underutilized. We've always promoted that you take that system and you inject it into your workflow. So you make, you don't make search opt-in. You make it part of the, the workflow path of, of whatever you're trying to do, whether it's case deflection, uh, sales enablement, but at the particular point in time when search could be most effective, you bring search into that experience and, and you help leverage it. You know, I couldn't agree more. And I think 
the consumer tastes around things like Echo and Siri are the leading edge of a new wave of what you'll call it by lots of different names, you know, more intelligent search. And I know there's a huge wave of hype and overhype about this as well, but uh, I think it's a pretty exciting time. You know, I, I do a talk sometimes about the search industry, and there's about seven-year waves. You know, and around 95 was the heyday of, you know, the start of Fast, Autonomy, AltaVista, Google. Uh, Inc. to me was a name then. About 2002, there were a lot of enterprise search specialists like Indeca, Recommind, Fast entered, and, and Autonomy got into the enterprise space around 2009. We had a lot of acquisitions and commoditization, and I think we're now at the, the cusp of a new one. The commoditization was in part driven by open source, in part driven by Microsoft, but also in part driven by Google. And the GSA set, a, I think, a damaging expectation for people that you can plug search in and have it just work. Yeah, I think, you know, I also say that you know, Google uh, democratic uh, democratized the, uh, the enterprise search space. You know, when it came out, you basically had Lucene, a Lucene framework, and you had to go build an app. And you had to do everything. So then packaging everything up into an appliance, it, it, it allowed you to get running quickly. But the negative effect was that people thought that search was uh, simple. You know, there's no shortage of uh, haters on Google uh, by the the purists out there. Uh, and but what Google provided was a product that met the general market need. And I think them leaving the marketplace is also an indication of the direction that the Google, that Google's going, and it it really fits into your your timelines as well. Um, they came out in 2002 ish, uh, peaking around 2009 and then, you know, have now exited, you know, kind of on those seven-year cycles. You made a comment before we started uh, recording, Michael, that I thought was really interesting, and I wonder if you could reflect a little bit on it. You said that uh, you didn't feel like um, GSA organizations uh, are are taking this this change seriously or seriously enough. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so since the announcement, we have uh, kind of promoted – the kind of the facts of the matter, the lay of the land, what the current state of affairs were. And to our surprise, many of, the, uh, of our customers and people that we talked to in the field didn't really understand the impact uh, was uh, to them specifically. They have this idea that they're good until 2019, um, when in fact only a very small fraction of the Google customers are going to be licensed in 2019, and, and so within so the time frame is shortened, and kind of playing along the lines of uh, what the GSA, the, some of the negative sides of the, the GSA, people just assume that it's, it's a very simple path. You know, when we talk with vendors, uh, I think I made the joke. I kick them underneath the table because the first words out of their mouth is like, "Oh, we can get something going in two weeks." And I don't know why people should expect that the system, uh, a complicated system integration project is going to take longer or shorter to implement than the contracting cycle. 
uh, is or the purchasing cycle. So uh, the the general belief is that people are good, that they can they can take the project on when when they want, you know. And you know, we're we'll be publishing a blog article I think this week uh, on the topic of you know rethinking how you do your RFP so that it's most effective. Uh, for you, people are simply going straight down the list of features that the GSA has, and these are customers of ours who we did the implementation, and we know that they have no material use out of that feature, but they're asking the replacement vendor to supply it. Uh, for example, the timelines are are kind of coming into a couple of waves. Right now, there's a there's a group of co companies and customers who are realizing that they have a decision point at the end of the year to either extend their contracts for an additional 12 months or uh, kind of mark the, in, in sand where their uh, the replatforming has to be completed. So there's sort of a rush of people trying to um, uh, hit that milestone. On December of this year will be the last time we can sell uh, licenses. So after December this year, they'll just start, the, the GSAs will start turning off. Uh, Google has announced their uh, replacement product called uh, Cloud Search, now is also dubbed Springboard um, about a year ago. And you know, I think that, that gives some direction towards uh, what Google is looking to do. And it's, it's a great product, the, the companies that, of ours that have a majority of their content within uh, Google Cloud are, are very excited about it. But, you know, Jeff, I, I think you put a blog article about it as well, and it, it's clearly not some of the other use cases that we see uh, the systems um, that we implement uh, being used for. Yeah, I, I certainly um, don't think that, I still call it Springboard, that the Google Cloud Search is a viable option for most of the folks on the GSA. If you are using the GSA for website search, you've got a path. You can use Google Custom Search or, or Site Search. Aha, uh -huh, but they canceled that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Custom Search is still alive. If you um, want ads. If you want ads. My crystal ball says that Google will evolve the Google Cloud Search so it will do a decent job on your website. Where BA Insight ends up working most often are complex intranet or research portal kind of implementations where there's connectors to multiple things, and Google Cloud Search is just not aiming at that yet. They, they still have not even got a connector framework, uh, no API to connect to. I, I definitely agree that the people that have not yet considered what they're going to do. And I have read a couple of surveys, as I, I know you have, Michael, but that maybe a quarter of people have actually started developing a plan. So th there's a, a big lump of people on the GSA that expect it to be simple and immediate, and I think they have more time than they do. It, it's definitely time to take this seriously. I agree. I think that there's a thought that I can take some open source technology, I can light it up, I'm getting results, you know, check, I'm done. And that, uh, you know, when we talk to customers, our first questions are, what are your metrics around 
the performance of the system? What are you aiming to improve? How, how does this affect that overall workflow? And if, and if you gauge it to that standard, these systems are going to, they're likely going to fail. A lot of the customers, uh, that we work with underutilize their GSA. And so simply, yeah, I think you, you and I have also joked about, uh, how many dozen appliances out there are, are there out there now, you know, where there might have been two or three a year ago. Google is making a clear indication that the, the market direction is out. And so there's all these quote unquote replacement appliances. I think like the last thing I would want to do in 2017 is, is sign up for more metal in my, in my data center. Uh, but you know, that, that's kind of the thought. People just, they want, they want the romp appeal, set it and forget it. And that's not, that's not an attitude that is really applied to just about any other system. Like, oh yeah, our, our CRM system, yeah, it, you know, it works. You know, it, it's, it's just kind of funny that, that, uh, the, the obliviousness to to people are until until it's broken or it, it becomes a pressing issue and like anything it's hard to fix at that point isn't this the panacea of intelligent search Jeff I can't believe you haven't used those keywords yet oh yes um, well I am perhaps a bit allergic to overhype and I would never tell someone that even a simple search deployment would take two weeks because there is a lot of change management and a lot of what I call gardening, uh, organic work with your content, with your uh, content owners for any search deployment, independent of what the technology is. So I usually tell people this is a six to nine month process once they know what they want and have selected technology, et cetera. We just had someone that has moved to a Office 365 cloud hybrid search setup from a GSA, and that process took a total of nine months, which was about two months longer than they expected and we expected. It's just, I'll say, Murphy's Law that things go wrong, people change jobs, the elements of this that are independent of the technology are the things that are easiest to underestimate. Is that shocking, though, even at, at six months? Is that shocking when you start quoting those kinds of timelines? It feels pretty rational to me, but I feel like we're inside that bubble. Yes, we're inside that bubble. I, I think that six-month expectation is normal for, for any vendor in the industry. If you're not trying to overhype things, that I, I don't think being is particularly slow at this. I'm just trying to be particularly realistic. Those folks that bought and plugged in a Google search appliance had a shorter time than that, right? Their, their initial deployment time was less. It was often in the distant past. So I do see people that aren't expecting that. They're expecting that they can get a plug and play replacement and just go in a, in a couple of months. Well, the, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think that your, I mean, our, our standard playbook, if someone walked in, it would be six months. You know, to, because what we're looking at is uh, a uh, initiation of a project, discovery, driving into requirements, change management, operational handoff, and, and et cetera. And we find it funny that uh, because we have a broad partnership with Google that on one side we were um, selling the GSA and dealing with 
um, the, uh, part of the organization who would just kind of completely simplify it and say it was you know, plug and play. And on the other hand, you're dealing with the, on the G Suite thing, like <laughs> we're doing just the opposite. We're like, hey, you're just lining up email boxes. Like, how hard is this? You know, and, and they, they would, they, they were like, oh no, there's a 90 days, you know, I'm like, but, but, you know, it would, like one is not the other, right? It's like, so even Google would have some uh, schizophrenia in, in that. But I think that it, whether you, what Jesus Day did was it allowed you to, not have to size the stack. It, it bounds you in, in, in constraints, but we're seeing. But a lot of those things take uh, are ample are, are reflected in in the technology. So you can create a cloud instance of a search service vendor of your choice, BA Insight, of course, because uh, we're here together. The uh, and but you still have all of those other problems, right? It, it's not that setting up the infrastructure, scaling out the infrastructure is necessarily the cha the challenge. It's taking the technology and tuning. It's like, okay, I have a database. Your, data your database doesn't have any data in it. It's not designed for the particular use case that, that you're in. We were just earlier today talking about uh, one of the things that we've noticed is um, as we work with more vendors, to do a proof of concept seems to take a little bit more effort to have it be uh, generally effective to present what, what we're trying to do. People love their their um, their their system, and we could just have, you know what, what GSA was really 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 strong at was was web crawling and web ingestion. And if you had that use case, you loved it. If you said, oh, you know what, we're going to have SharePoint, we have these other systems, we're integrate with SAML. It turned into be uh, a it turned into be an ERP type of project, and most people weren't comfortable with that. They would just, it would fall on their face. They didn't have the resources to supply it. They didn't understand how security worked, et cetera. So it's uh, kind of rambling, but the circling back, I don't think that people's expectations should be any, any shorter for the type of investment that, that they need to make. And most people are trying to uh, you know, parlay that they're, they're, you know, they're, um, they're deferring it. They're saying that, you know, oh, my CMS has it, or I don't know, we're looking at options, you know, can I get an extension? And then they're kind of confused when I just, you know, blankly like, no, there's, there's, this is it. You have to make a decision. You know, this is the line in the sand. Uh, and, and you have to be prepared for, uh, for the, the changes in the marketplace. In, you're already sort of leading us down this path, I'm, I, and, and you opened this conversation a few minutes ago with a, a point that people were looking for essentially, I would say, like a checklist or a feature-by-feature -feature replacement of the GSA, which is uh, even if they're not using those features. So if we were to step back from that and making those sort of blanket assumptions and try to build a best case, a set of best practices for evaluating how you were using the GSA and what you need to do about migrating it off in a way that, or migrating off of it in a way that makes sense and is rational, where would you have people start? Well, Jeff, I think you have a guide as well. We have a guide, but essentially the guide is uh, to stop, take a look at, if, if you still have the same team or whomever, but take a look at why you made an investment into search 
into the GSA because it's not really GSA. It's it's more of a checkpoint in time. So what what was the what was the driving? Why why did what was the catalyst for the purchase? What was it the uh, and then write write those down. You know we wanted to improve our website conversions. We needed search uh, a federated search. We were doing call center support. We wanted to enable our our customer reps. And then you take take a look at. And most people don't have the metrics, but what metrics you can gather towards how successful were you? What were your operational costs? How much time are you spending? And another one, maybe circle like, do you know where your GSAs are? Uh, that's kind of a funny question, but people don't. Uh, you know, and, and this sorry, this is a sidetrack back to the last uh, last topic. But Jeff, you know, you think like getting GSA into a data center is easy. Sometimes it takes, you know, it. Eight weeks would literally take eight weeks for some of our customers to get the, the, the GSAs into their, their data center. So a lot of times it's not even easier um, than uh, alternative, uh, alternative solutions. But back to the assessment. So the next step is, you know, measure your success and then you do, you do an analysis on that. Uh, and that uh, will lead you to your next, uh, your next purchase. You know, I, I have a, a talk and a, something on YouTube that I call the searching maturity cycle, uh, which is people replacing their search technology on average about a three-year cycle and going around and around the same circle by concentrating on the technology rather than just look at it as, as a project and what are they trying to accomplish and things that are sort of common sense. So any replatforming is a great opportunity to go back to basics and see what you need, given that all organizations evolve. So I'd, I'd, I'd keep it sort of at that level and then understand that there's lots of options. You know, this situation caused BA Insight to develop a migration program to help people move to either the, the Microsoft Search, SharePoint Search, Office 365 Search, or Azure Search, or to open source, specifically Elasticsearch. And there's lots of other vendors as well. So the number of options technically is quite large. And if you take a common sense project approach, you can winnow those down very quickly and get to some success. If you're just saying, well, I just want to replace what I have with the same thing, not only are you less likely to get something that is successful, but you'll have a much harder time figuring out which way to go. Yeah, I think that you plan your your, your um, speeches is you want to break the cycle. Yeah. It, uh, because the, there there's a cycle of repeated behavior that doesn't yield a, a positive outcome, and in general, you know, most search technologies uh, can do the common use cases in a similar manner, and there's pluses and minuses, and then in in particular. Uh, you get into what what areas do they focus on? Uh, is it a specific vertical? Is it a specific technology uh, technology pattern? And you know, like I said, you just you can I, I can whittle down uh, it to a variety of things. But one of the things that we say is when systems talk, so do people. A majority of our challenges on implementations are organizationally and social. Uh, and I think that the next one, and I think that this is something also that's a very much a strength in, in BA Insight is 
you know, people overlook the plumbing. Uh, we, you know, during a sales cycle, a lot of times we, we, we joke about connectors and connectivity as being kind of the plumbing behind the scenes and no one worries about the plumbing in, you know, in their house until it works. But it is, you don't have a system unless you have content. And if you think that everything's going to be on a file system or an HDFS or S3 and you can just pick it up, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty naive. It's the contents where people are collaborating at, at, and as I kind of mentioned before, where are they at in their workflow? They're not working in S3. They're working on in Salesforce. They're working in some, you know, lithium community, you know, that you need to monitor, you know, email streams, et cetera. So it's, it's, I think that one of the strengths to any system is it's, it's, it is its ability to ingest content. And having people around there who know how to do it. We had a conversation with someone who was talking about SAP, and they said, "Well, you know, SAP, they were they were using uh, autonomy. This is nothing against autonomy, but it's like, well, you know, we it's taken us seven days to get all of our SAP case data in." And we're like, "Well, uh, you know, SAP, we say eats like an elephant, poops like a mouse. Like, ha ha ha. Yeah, we totally throttled it down." <laughs> like, okay, so how you're looking at replatforming? How are you expecting uh, this next search system to deal with that? If you know, if if we have to throw it up, we're only able to kind of uh, ingest through the pipe that you give us. What are um, I mean? Do you have some add-ons there about? Can I think you share the the connectivity pain that I do? Yeah, I'm a big common sense guy, and I, despite the fact that being inside is a product company providing connectors, auto classification, applications, and, and analytics. I first and foremost want people to be successful with search, uh, whether it involves our technology or not. Um, and with connectivity, I just usually advise people to pick the three or four systems that gives you 80% of what you need for the primary audiences and work on those and then just have a program that continually onboards more content because when things work well, you end up with another system. You end up with things coming out of the woodworks. Each of these systems has its own nuances. I mean, SAP, you, you've just talked on, talked about, but increasingly with cloud-based systems, Box and Google Drive look like they do exactly the same thing, but from a connector standpoint, they, they behave very differently. And, and there's limitations on the API. There was, there's, there's one that uh, by default, you have 5,000 API calls a day. You know, the APIs are designed around uh, iOS and Android apps and not for uh, mass consumption and, and ETL. Uh, it, it's it's just kind of the, 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 the nature of the beast. Part of what makes it fun. So <laughs> for, for listeners in terms of where do you start, start with exactly what Michael said. Look at where you are and has it worked or not, and that will also give you an appreciation for what you need. What we want to – what we drive to. So if someone comes, comes in off the street and asks us uh, to aid them or that they're looking at a particular product or that we have a connector – the first thing we're going to ask them is, what are you trying to do? And then we're going to repeatedly hit on them with why, why, why? Because uh, it's 
you know, people don't go and I, I make a joke. There's, there's no one's buying enterprise web servers. You know, it, it's not, it's not uh, a line item typically on, uh, on a solution. They're, they're trying to build a, a new community. They're trying to create an engagement platform. They're trying to uh, develop an app and oh by the way there's there is this um, web server technology and you know it, on its face it's 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 commoditized but if it doesn't work well the whole thing crumbles and so we want to talk about the use case so who are the users what is their expectation is there a a, 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 a disbursement uh, statistically or lo- you know by location or purpose and from there, that, that's how you kind of walk down, walk down the path to see if it's something that is going to be an interesting solution to, to them. And a lot of times people, you know, they may have a, a need for search and, you know, but they don't really have uh, a basic need, but they don't really have to go and spend a lot of money to solve it. This is uh, such an interesting conversation. I think if we, if we put, if I ask you to put on your fortune telling hats, uh, and talk about where we see search going. And, and I'll limit that even to now to 2019, right? If we put sort of a, a, a gate on, on these predictions, we know from the, the sort of lines in the sand that Google has drawn, it, it feels very much like they're trying to, um, you know, move the GSA feature set into the cloud. And this is the way they're going to do that. It may not meet all of the features, but are we going to be having this conversation again in 2019 about, uh, you know, Google Cloud Search and how it now answers all the questions that the GSA purported to answer, but this was their strategy to get out of it and now it works great? Uh, or is is this is there something else that we're going to um, be looking at as a, a major market factor? What do you think? Michael, do you want to start? I think in so 2017 and 2019, what we're going to see is that uh, the index is less important uh, Elastic is uh, becoming uh, very prominent. Uh, you know, BA uh, Insight uh, works with it, uh, just as they did SharePoint, for example. Uh, IBM has chosen to replace its index and Watson Explorer with it. Uh, and a variety of other companies are just, it's just kind of what, what, what developers build to. Uh, so on one hand, the, uh, the index itself is going to be kind of similar around, and it's going to be people's ability to add uh, more uh, context and uh, insight. And I'm trying, I'm trying to use the words without using the, the kind of the, the catchphrases. So we're, we're, we're the, the system is going to be where the system can provide assist features, where the system can provide uh, answers in context, it's going to be more useful. I mean, Google's got 40 to 80 engineers working on uh, on cloud search. They're eventually going to get the product that they want uh, out. And I think Jeff and I think that it's not the product that replaces the GSA. It's a completely different prod product. It's a completely different uh, uh, direction uh, for them, and it's going to be more G Suite focused. Uh, you know, there's. I think that. Machine learning is primarily is coming from a learn to rank. So the system is, is 
auto-tuning the result set based on its use, based on algorithms that are, are pushed into it uh, for you, and you could be all the way down to an individual. So it could be you is, uh, I'm in the West Coast versus the East Coast, I'm, you know, anything they can pick up on, on your profile. And that, that, that's great because again, we're not, you're not needing keywords. You're not needing teams of people who are going through your logs trying to figure out what people are searching for. The system vendors will employ those people to create the algorithms that meet the, 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 the best practices and, and use cases for it. And then you're going to include them in their products so that you don't have like 30 companies don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, that's why you buy, buy the product. The natural language pro, um, processing and cognitive things are, I think, where a lot of the hype is and a lot of the complexity, uh, which I don't know is going to come to fruition. Um, Jeff? The next couple of years I'm really excited about because there's a wave of, I'll just use the buzzword, of more intelligent search, whether you call it cognitive search or insight engines, whatever. It's, it's an awareness, a new awareness of some of the old existing use cases and technologies like natural language processing, but genuinely some new ways of interacting with search uh, through bots, through spoken language, et cetera, will, are already coming into prevalence. And in this particular area about, you know, how do the vast majority or sort of the commoditized enterprise search things work, my crystal ball says that a lot of it will be ultimately in the cloud, that Google Cloud Search, which I think right now is trying to look like Delve and catch up to Microsoft, and surprisingly, will become strong for people that are using G Suite, just like Delve is strong for people that are all in on Microsoft, and that that won't be enough. For me, as a uh, perpetual search nerd, it's going to be a very exciting couple of years. I agree. I mean, this is the most exciting period. Uh, I've been doing search for um, coming up on 15 to to 18 years and kind of since, like a, since you were four yeah <laughs> yeah I, I reached the keyboard and boom i was searching yeah. uh but you know, we have the, the technology is 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 its most interesting um i mean the capabilities that the technology provides the uh computing and it's what really brought me to search was the fact that it was, oh, this is the one thing that I've done um, professionally that actually uses my computer science degree. You're trying to get every CPU cycle out of, out of the CPUs. It's just computing intensive. So you, you take the, the machine learning, the al all the algorithms that are out there, you couple that with the cloud computing, and you couple it with the compelling event of the, 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 the GSA deprecation, and it puts it, in our, in our view, a very exciting time to be in, in the landscape. And we're just really looking forward to uh, the excitement of the next uh, 18 months or so. And, and of course, beyond, but it's, it's really, uh, you know, we're going to be faced with people who have to make decisions. We're going to be building systems that matter uh, for them. It's going to affect uh, how their business runs. It's, it's, it's really exciting.
I have a number of links to blog posts and resources on both the mcplusa.com website and bainsight.com. Michael, you first. What would you like to recommend folks do? Uh, Any resources or links you would like uh, to include and and make note for our listeners? Yeah, we have uh, a migration guide on our website. Our YouTube channel um, kind of goes through some of the uh, replatforming choices that, that people have. And uh, I'll also include an article, uh, two more articles, one on uh, the kind of the, the overall strategy uh, about replacing the GSA. And then lastly, uh, kind of our thoughts on the RFP side kind of help, help us help you uh, write a better RFP. Perfect. And Jeff, where would you like to point people for BA Insights resources? Well, we'll put links in with the show notes, um, and we have a landing page specifically for this if you're using the Google Search Appliance. And if you're not, I would say first check what you're using and use this as uh, an opportunity to talk about search to your management and about a big landscape change that will help you get resource and attention to do a better and better job in search. Excellent resources and guidance across the board, gents. We hope it has been useful for those of you listening uh, and uh, thinking about your replatforming decisions, particularly in light of the changes with the GSA. Thank you so much, Michael Sismar, for joining us, and Jeff Freed, CTO of BA Insight. On behalf of Michael and Jeff, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight.